From design trends and styles to modern materials and color, these are the building blocks for the future of commercial and residential interiors. This is Element Sessions, an Element Designs podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Element Designs podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And so many of the industries that we cover here with our podcasts have a real sense of pride over their craft, and often that craft is hands-on, artistic, and requires tangible responsiveness. Construction and design is no different, but like the rest of the world, it's adapted to technology in the best ways without losing the aspects of the industry that are so essential. On today's episode, we're getting a comprehensive look at how technology has changed the design and fabrication industry for the better, from the inspiration stage to the manufacturing stage. To give their insights are Beata Kletcha, founding partner and vice president of marketing for Element Designs, and Colin Ryenga, owner of Alma Sales Incorporated. Beata, Colin, welcome. Great to have you both here. How you doing? Great. Great Good. to be here. Yeah. yeah, it's great to be here. We've Thanks, got some, Daniel. some donuts in front of us. Got the water. We're we're ready to go. Yeah, this is exciting. Donuts <laughs> are always exciting. Well, the, the sugar rush is always essential sometimes, right. especially if we have a lot to talk about and you need that extra boost about halfway through the, right. the exactly. five-hour conversation. And that's what right? the coffee's for, too. Right? <laughs> exactly. Are those gluten-free by any chance? Ooh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, all right. I was like, I you're going to have to take that up with Krispy Kreme because <laughs> I have no clue. Um, but yeah, it's great to have you both here. I, I really enjoy this topic because we're basically going to break down at every stage how technology has impacted construction and design. And I think it's really interesting to see that each stage has its own specialized software or approach to how technology can influence it. Um, I think it really goes to show how how dependent we become on it, but really how useful it is too. Um, but you know, the situation hasn't always been like this. Obviously, right? Technology has to take time to um, to adopt and to find its stride in an industry. So I wanted to get both of your perspectives. Just during your career in this industry, um, at what pace has technology become a staple part of the construction industry? And we'll we'll start there. You know, how have you seen it slowly be adopted? Right. 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 So when we started manufacturing aluminum frame glass doors 16 years ago, um, it really was such a manual process. Yeah. When we processed orders, and we're a custom job shop, ultimately, we would work off of drawings that were generated by hand or standardized drawings that were in the form of Excel. I mean, everything was so simple. Yeah. In its simplest form. Um we had to implement technology just because as our business grew, we needed to be able to produce more quickly, mm-hmm. more accurately. We needed to be able to communicate with our customers um, and get accurate information from them in a timely manner. So we developed um, design tools in our ERP system that would allow our customers to interact with our software, which could then be sent directly to um, our shop floor. Right. So it really made a huge difference for us. Um, we really started that process probably – it wasn't that long after our inception because mm-hmm. it was a necessity. Um, and over the last, I would say, eight years, we really have looked at technology on the marketing side as well, Yeah. Um, especially with design tools that are available on our website to help the design community. So for us, we really started on the manufacturing side, and that is – has evolved over into the design side of the business because that's where everything begins. Do you think that that is where most companies in the industry found themselves using technology first? 
was because there was more of a need that like, the, you know, their company was growing, there are more customers that they have to serve. So let's start on the, the um, manufacturing side and implement some technology to make things more efficient there. I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and looking back um, in the kitchen cabinet industry specifically um, and, and dealing with some of these residential cabinet shops in Texas, um, I've personally had experience where, you know, they used to draw everything out on pen and paper. Yeah. Um, and now uh, it's become where even some of the small shops, they're integrating specialized CAD software where they used to not do that. Um, and even the CAD software has changed drastically from what it used to be, you know, with the old school AutoCAD, which is basically uh, drawing on a computer, um, making it look like a sheet of paper, whereas right. now everything's specialized um, and some of these small shops are using um more advanced software to present and do their estimating and costing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up specialized. We're definitely going to get into how, mm-hmm. you know, technology impacted the industry. But then once people saw the value, everyone started developing a software for their specific need in construction and design, which is pretty interesting. Like, I, I mean, I know there are obviously other industries that have utilized software in that way and have specialized, you know, each little aspect of the process. But I feel like with construction and design, it's, uh, I don't know, there's there's just such a tangible benefit to being able to utilize one software for your one kind of product that you're creating instead of using some catch-all. Um, how impactful do you think that specialization has been to the overall adoption of technology in the industry? Oh, definitely. I, I think designers and cabinet manufacturers, right away, since the, the software is so specialized, they can jump right in and there's not that steep learning curve yeah. um, that there traditionally was with a, a catch-all type CAD software. Um, you know, some of the design softwares like 2020 and Pro Kitchen, um, they're drag and drop softwares and they're fully parametric. So the designers and the cabinet makers can actually go in and, and change the sizes and dimensions, right. the product types that they're using. Um, and just make it very easy to to submit shop drawings, do quotes, and and really provide exactly what the end user is looking for. Yeah. So I think another aspect of this is the training and getting people in the industry to understand how to utilize this software in a, an efficient way or just a way that doesn't impede their workflow and makes it um, exciting for them. Um, I just had a conversation with... Um, someone else in the construction industry, we talked about a totally different topic, but it was about the evolution of the hard hat. And really what I pulled away from that is that if you don't convince the professionals in the industry that the change is beneficial and that, you know, they should invest the time and energy into understanding why the change is beneficial, they'll just kind of write it off as not important because it's like, okay, well, we've done this one way. It works. Why change? What was the training like as software became more specialized and started to roll out and become an integral part of the construction and design industry. Was it difficult to get everyone on board? Did everyone see the value, but it was just the specifics of the software they needed to better understand? Um, How do you both feel about that? Mm -hmm. So um, from our perspective as a manufacturer, when we introduced our online ordering tool, which has been so beneficial for us, um, we had probably a 10% adoption rate. When we launched it to our customers, you know, we did um, online webinars and training session, but there was quite a bit of hesitation. Yeah. And it's because it was different. Yeah. It's something that they weren't used to. And why change when what we're doing right now is already working? Um, So it did take time to convince them that it's beneficial for you. You know, it makes it so much easier. Your order is going to be confirmed immediately. 
it's mistake proof. But it took some time to really encourage them to adopt that. And we've really counted on our sales representatives, especially to continue reaching out to customers and touting the benefits of this online ordering tool. And now we're seeing probably close to 60% of our orders within a year and a half being um, entered online by our customers, which is fantastic. They see the benefit and they talk to other people in the industry and share that information. Um, So it's been really great to see. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. And I can speak to that too, because as a sales rep in Texas, especially, it's a a very old traditional market. And so getting some of these guys to convert over to the the element online pricing tool can be difficult. But, you know, just like anything, the first step is always the scariest. And once they take that first step and try it and then they say, oh, my gosh, this is a lot easier. um, I think they have kind of an aha moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we do still have a few, a handful of customers (laughs) that like to fax Fax things in, so oh, wow. it's charming. The yeah. facts, yeah. 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 There's. Do you uh, remember, have you ever seen one of those? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm not that young. Okay. I. Uh, yeah, we had a fax machine in my house, and um, <laughs> it was quickly unused. Like by the time I was four or five, but the noises would always scare me. Yeah. Well, we, we <laughs> now let me clarify. We do not have a physical fax machine in our office. Uh-huh. It all comes in through our server, but. There are customers that are using their fax machine right. to get their orders to us. I so, love it. Yeah. Yep. I still have a lot of customers that actually get faxed promotional emails. So talk about an old school way of doing wow. an email blast. What? Wow. Is, is all, you know, some of <laughs> our faxed Wait, email blast. Right. A faxed email blast? How does that work? Well, it's not an email, but they'll have their fax a on fax it. Blast. And they'll, they'll get a one-page flyer of a, a special offer that, let's say, a distributor is offering them. And that's the way. A flaxed. Yeah, a flax flax blast. Flax blast. What are are they selling? I'm just curious. You don't have to answer. (laughs) Who knows? Some promos. Yeah. Some promos. You know, the uh, hinges or drawer slides or something like that. Fax ink cartridges. There you go. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow, that's good. That was funny. All right, so let's break down some of the specific stages that we've felt technology really impact the construction and design industry. I think. One of the most accessible changes or one that I think anyone can feel is the inspiration stage. Um, One that's less directly like, okay, we developed a very specialized software for this one thing. It kind of utilized a general trend that was already happening and then found little niche areas for the construction industry. So I think that's where we look at websites like Pinterest, um, where we look at websites like House. Um, H-O-U-Z-Z. So how has technology opened the door to more ideas and just a more collaborative and open environment for designers? So I'll I'll tell you a little story, just kind of firsthand how I've experienced the change of the house and the Pinterest type websites having an effect on our industry specifically. Um, Back in 2005, 2006, I worked in a, a small residential cabinet shop and it was always same way. We did everything the same by the book. We made the same cabinets, all red oak face frame cabinets sold to builders. Well, now that same cabinet shop, I no longer work there, but I'm still close with mm-hmm. the owner. Um, they've really branched out and had a strong demand from end users and builders seeing things on Pinterest and house. And so now they're branching out to different wood species materials um, and different ideas, whether it's like a, a cutting board and a trash can pull out or something like that, just totally different from what they've done in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's amazing, too, because now um, homeowners and end users have so much more power and information, yeah. product knowledge before they even go to the designer. 
to put all those ideas and inspiration together for them. So really, I think that the role of the designer has has really transformed. And now their importance is so much more related to finding the product information, right. sourcing the products, um, really taking the inspiration images that are being shared with them and transforming it into something that is personalized Interesting. for their client. So, I mean, though they still have to be creative, some of that creative burden is now actually moving over to the end user more. Like they're feeling more empowered to pitch specific ideas and specific colors and and feels to the designer. Definitely, definitely. And that's why as a manufacturer, it is so important for us to be part of these social media channels because we realize how important they are to the way design works today. Yeah. What are some trends that you're seeing that are really inspiring a lot of your end users right now, if you just had to pick one or two? Oh, I think, well, the open interiors trend is huge, right? Mm. Everybody likes open living. Um, we're breaking down walls. Yeah. Um, something else that we have seen a lot in the past, which has really led us to develop a new shelving program, is open shelving. Hmm. You know, we're very um, tuned into the kitchen world, kitchen and bath design world. And that's something that we see all over the place, you know, on every single social media channel. So it's exciting to see. And it comes in all types of variations. People get so creative. And it's inspiring for us, too, when we're in our product development stage to see, okay, this type of product or this finish, it gets so many more likes. It gets so much more publicity and awareness than other types of products. So it's also very, very beneficial for us. I agree. Yeah. And and you've mentioned this to me before, and I'm, I'm seeing the trend definitely in our industry is the use of multiple materials in a space rather mm-hmm. than just sticking with wood, for example. Sure. There's aluminum, glass, they're all, all being incorporated um, into a space to just make the design that much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and from a design perspective too, Europe, especially Italy, have always been such an important source for design inspiration. Well, with social media, that is shared Immediately. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait for a magazine article to come out to see what's hot and new, which takes what, one to two months? Yeah. Now you see it immediately, same day. Um, so, how exciting is that? Yeah, very exciting. Uh, sort of to present a devil's advocate opinion here, do you think that the, uh, the ability to tune into design trends all over the world has kind of homogenized a little bit what the end user wants? Or do you think it's still pretty diverse? I think it's still very diverse yeah. because um, it's all about personalization right. at the end of the day. Right. And that's a very big trend in the industry now. So we realize, I think everyone realizes that um, when you see something, when a homeowner or end user sees something they like, it's an inspiration and yeah. they want to personalize it based on their taste. You know, here in the States, we're always going to like warm wood finishes mm-hmm. and we're not ever going to be the ultra modern design environment that we see in Europe. Minimalist chic kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that definitely won't happen in Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're in North Carolina. We're, I think, on the same level. Yeah. yeah. Teach their own, I guess. So you mentioned the product development phase. That's the next phase that I want to get into. Um, you know, not only is technology in this phase really important for the end user because we see things like virtual design tools, literal VR, letting people kind of visualize um, how a certain material or product or finish might look in their environment. Um, but it also has created more comprehensive catalogs for the designers, like you said, allowing them to really deep dive into what specific material, finish, style, et cetera, is going to deliver 
the best personalized product for my end user. So tell me a little bit about the technology in this stage and what it has done for the industry. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, primarily for us, our website and the development of technology available online has had the most tremendous impact because years ago, designers would call in and they would want a physical catalog mailed to them or perhaps a binder with comprehensive technical information. Well, today, our most current and up-to-date information can always be found on our website. 24-7. They don't have to call in between 8 and 5, our business hours. It can be 11 o'clock at night, and they can access absolutely anything they would need to specify a product and a project. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that, Beata. And, and another way they're utilizing um, these types of software specifically is on 3D renderings where you know you used to have a physical photo, and that was all that a manufacturer or supplier could put in their catalog. Now the technology is so advanced that 3D rendering, sometimes you can't tell the difference between the two images. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, a manufacturer, and I know Element Designs has utilized this before, um, you don't necessarily have to put your product in a kitchen and take a physical image to, to show off the product. You can do the 3D design and do a high-quality 3D render to get the same look. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one, one thing that... Um we've really gotten a lot of positive feedback from on our website is our door design tool. Hmm. So we believe samples are the best and most important way for a customer to see our product, to play around with all the different um, combinations that can be created. However, that's not always possible. Right. And there's a certain amount of time and there's cost involved if you need physical samples. So we developed an online tool which helps people visualize what – that particular product with that door, that finish, and that insert combination looks like, mm -hmm. um, they get that knowledge immediately. Right. They can share it with their designer. They can share it with the fabricator. Um, so it's really evolved and made the entire process so much faster than it ever has before. Yeah. One way that we're utilizing technology in our product and development stages is with 3D printing. It really has changed the way we bring products to market because we're able to quickly 3D print prototypes and get feedback from our customers. Whereas in the past, we would have to develop drawings, right. get feedback that way, but there's there's a real value in actually being able to hold something in your hands um, and see what it looks like and how it feels. So we've been able to take 3D printing to really jumpstart and make our product development process so much quicker than it ever has been before. We're talking going from weeks to days, which is and, pretty amazing. And also, I think it's pretty neat, too. It's a great way to engage the customer um, because Element Designs produces uh, prototypes of potential new products and shows it to the customer and helps engage them mm -hmm. to help be committed to the design process and, and get feedback from them so they feel like they're a part uh, in making a uh, a choice for the company going forward. And they truly are a part of that because they can point out things that we may not think about. Sure. Right? Like, for example, we um, designed a prototype of a cabinet door profile, and um, this had an integrated pull around the edges. Mm -hmm. And one of the comments was that we didn't even think about was, well, if you do this, you're going to have to change your cabinet construction because if you're using this profile as a pull, it's going to change the subtract and the reveal that you need in the cabinet. So maybe there's a better way of doing that. So we go back to the drawing board. But that's so good to know now versus once we've already produced the product and have launched it. Right. So it really, really increases our chances for success. Sure. Consistent feedback throughout the whole process. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
So I feel like the stage that has felt the most of an impact um, from technology in general has been the design stage of construction and design. Um, you mentioned AutoCAD, but just the general idea of computer-aided design is, uh, I mean, pretty incredible. And it has become the standard for the industry. So I, I want to get a feel for how CAD software has changed. I know you mentioned stuff has gotten more specialized, but I think that's that's really the most important and crucial part of how technology has adapted in this industry is that CAD used to be just kind of, like you said, emulating drawing on paper and now has become very specific going from 2D to 3D to be able to totally emulate your design before it ever gets manufactured. Um, so yeah, walk me through some of the the changes in CAD software, yeah, sure. the specializations, um, and some of the like almost VR tools that you're seeing used that allow the relationship between the end user and the designer um, to really, really foster, you know. Definitely, yeah. So I'll speak to that a little bit. Um, yeah, like you said, Daniel, um, AutoCAD was is probably still one of the most prevalent CAD softwares out there. And it started as a drafting tool, mm -hmm. as if you were right, drawing on a sheet of paper. Of course, though, it added... Um, relationships that you could create when creating lines, things like tangent arcs. Um, and then from there, uh, there's a lot of specialized 3D softwares that are getting introduced and most of them being parametric um, as opposed to a direct modeling. And basically what parametric modeling is, is if you, you set parameters and if you change one parameter, another parameter changes along with it. Yeah. So it really saves a lot of time in the manufacturing process and the design process um, to help kitchen designers using 2020 software, uh, pro kitchen um, software is like that uh, where they can easily make changes rather than taking so much time to do something. Um, some other software is out there like SketchUp, um, Fusion 360, just to name a couple, um, they're basically cloud-based softwares where users can upload finished models um, that are accessible to an entire community, um, which I think is very powerful. Um, so working as a community to, to collaborate and share um, models is very beneficial. Mm -hmm. And that collaboration and sharing just reaches so many people on so many different levels. Um, we have a 2020 product catalog that we created, which allows people to, you know, use our products in any design, visualize it in any way. Um, that catalog can also be incorporated into our customers' product right. catalogs. Right. So that's saving them them time. So that collaboration is just so vital to the success of everyone involved. Yeah. And I feel like the collaboration between the client and the designer has become even more prevalent than it ever was. Mm -hmm. The fact that you can send them 3D renderings or you can you know, let them interact with a virtual environment to get a feel for, is this what I really want? I'm sure has made the process way more efficient and has probably built stronger relationships between the end user and the designer because there's less misunderstandings. You know, everyone's on the same page the whole time. Exactly, exactly. And something that's even crazier is augmented reality. Ooh, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. what yeah. are we going to see a year from now? Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to have an augmented product library? Yeah. Who knows? Know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, being able to toss on the, the Google Glass equivalent or whatever and just kind of feel out by just being in the room what that design change might look like. I mean, exactly. It could be pretty revolutionary. Definitely. An another thing that um, I think will eventually happen down the road similar to augmented reality and virtual reality is rather than 
doing your CAD modeling like you were painting, yeah. it would be more in a virtual reality setting mm -hmm. where you would be using your hands to model uh, a CAD drawing mm -hmm. rather than using your computer. Tony Stark style kind of movie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for Stay more tuned. Yeah. Do, do you see a future where that that kind of technology is, I, is tangible I think that, and like I think that's a, a ways off. Yeah. But I mean yeah. I, I do think but, it is inevitable and it'll happen eventually. Mm -hmm. yeah. When that is, I don't know. If only we had the crystal ball. Exactly. That's yeah. right. But but in general I think um, you know, the specialized software is very important where cabinet makers used to not be able to present their drawings efficiently to customers and designers, um, where they would just submit shop drawings, 2D line drawings. Right. Now they're able to still submit the shop drawings to the architects, but also provide a 3D rendering to show the customer mm. exactly what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And once they get that, that drawing converts into shop drawings. Exactly. So they can, now a cabinet maker can show a 3D rendering, but also produce the G code and the shop drawings to send to a CNC router now. All in the same process. All in the same process. So it doesn't take extra time, but right. it helps tie the two together, the manufacturing and the designing. Interesting. Uh, give me an example of two or three specific specialized softwares that help one little niche market in construction and design and how you've seen that software specialize what it does for just that market. So uh, a few, just to name a very popular few in the cabinet industry would be Cabinet Vision, KCD, and Microvellum. Okay. So all three of those softwares are cabinet design manufacturing softwares um, where the cabinet maker can actually use that software to, to do their manufacturing, but also use it to present shop drawings and 3D renderings mm -hmm. to their customer. So one thing that these cabinet softwares have done, um, there, there's a common stipulation i think around cad software in general like autocad people think that autocad is the the best and most technologically advanced cad software out there still but cad softwares like cabinet vision and kcd they um they utilize a product library similar to 2020 where the cabinet maker doesn't have to draw out a cabinet mm -hmm. they pick base cabinets wall cabinets already pre-built cabinets and drop them into their design. And from there, they can change the parameters um, through a parametric modeling and change the width or the depth or um, how many hinges, how many doors, things like that, mm -hmm. um, that they can um, send to their CNC and begin the manufacturing process. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to be inundated with information, right? So one nice thing about these specialized softwares is they only provide the product information that's actually needed. So that saves time on the designer side. It saves time on the manufacturing side mm -hmm. because all the tools that you need are right there in front of you on your screen. Love exactly. It. Yeah. I, I will touch on one thing. Um, a lot of CAD softwares are getting more specific um, product based, okay. so um, they're they're adding a lot of um, manufacturer specific products, um, whether it's a hinge or a drawer slide or the type of wood, um, which makes the ordering and and costing process a lot easier for the manufacturer and the designer, um, which will help them provide a better product to the end user at a at a more accurate price. Um, and helps helps the ordering process. So do you mean like instead of 
just giving a generic, hey, we want this type of hinge here. They specifically list out, this is the hinge from this manufacturer, then it's this specific product. Yes, exactly. And and that's something that's unique to these CAD softwares that you wouldn't find in other CAD softwares. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's basically the last stage that I wanted to touch on is the purchasing to manufacturing stage. Um, I think, at least on the purchasing side, this is one of the most customer-facing aspects of the construction industry, or at least the customer facing aspect that they expect to be most operational. You know what I mean? Like most e-commerce websites, like everyone understands how to properly submit the order and get it done. So focusing here, like we said at the beginning and finding innovative solutions to make this side of the industry more efficient was probably the right step forward, getting people more engaged in the aspect of just any industry that they're already comfortable with. So when quoting and purchasing, what are customers' expectations for just the general process? Like what are they expecting from the industry and how has technology sort of aided in that? Because I feel like they, I feel like any customer has a higher level of expectation from whatever they're purchasing from, that it's it's very detailed and, you know, they get all the information they need right off the bat. Um, and they probably got that from evolutions in other industries. So how have you felt software and just, I don't know, tech changes affect construction in that aspect? So I think we're living in the age of Amazon. And, yeah. you know, if you're a Prime member, you get what you order today mm-hmm. in two days max. So that's definitely carried from carried over from our personal lives to our professional lives. Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning, years ago, everyone was just used to sending in orders manually and it would take X amount of time to have that confirmed and um, – whatever amount of time that was, that would always extend the lead time of a manufactured product. Well, now that's changed. The expectation has changed. We want things immediately. Our customers want things immediately. So online ordering tools like Element Online, which we developed, have um, aided in that entire process Mm -hmm. and made it instantaneously quicker for our customers. And has made it easier for the manufacturers too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We're able to confirm, produce more orders Mm -hmm faster than ever before, simply because of tools like this. Yeah, and I think the demand from the companies like Amazon and everyone having everything readily available at their fingertips, um, you know, providing the product information that is built within the CAD softwares that I was talking about um, allows us to, to be able to quote a lot quicker. And that's one reason why Element Online is such a success and why we can um, provide a price right away to a customer. Mm-hmm. Um, is because that technology is there to help us um, efficiently uh, calculate our costs. Mm -hmm. And then um, something else that's, you know, specific to our product manufacturing process, sometimes with some of the specific types of hardware that is out there in the industry, whether it's a lift system or a hinge, needs specialized um, boring locations. Mm. So there are special sets of, of locations for the holes and things that need to be calculated. Right. Um, that usually that is usually the customer is responsible for providing that information, but they do need assistance from us, um, frequently. So we develop wizards in our system so that it walks them through the process and makes that easier. So they are much more confident that they're getting a product that they need, um, that they can install without any problems. Wizards like, 
like Microsoft Office Clippy, like that kind of thing, well, that kind of help guiding them along the process? So we have something called an Eventos wizard. We have a sliding door wizard. Love so it. if someone, someone wants to um, order sliding doors for their closet, they simply provide the opening, provide the product selection options, and then our system calculates everything else for them. What size does this door need to be? This gotcha. is the hardware you need. It automatically puts it on the order for them. So it really makes things really easy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I love that it's so responsive to every little change, right? Oh, you want this kind of hinge? Okay, well, that has this size hole. You, we're going to need to drill in here and here specifically. And mm -hmm. the customer knows that that's what they're getting. So that way, you know, when they place the order, they receive the order, they already know what they're looking for. So in case, you know, in the off chance that there is a mistake somewhere, they already know what to look for. And it's not like, Okay, we have everything built out. We're going to put in the last piece and ooh, okay, that's wrong. Right? Like yep. and obviously you don't want that to happen ever, but like that responsiveness um and the ability to have everyone on the same page from the beginning to the end of the process must must make just business so much more efficient and so much more expected, right? You just mm -hmm. kind of know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, and, and profitable. Yeah, oh, right. profitable, right? Let's, because let's not you're, count you're, out the money. You're yeah. eliminating Human error. Exactly. I mean, we're people. We make errors. Mm -hmm. But if you have a tool that makes that ensures that you don't make any errors and you get exactly what you need, think about how much time and money we're all saving. Exactly. Definitely. Yep. Yeah, and it really just gives the designers so many more options where they may not have used a lift system or a sliding door system before because it was so complicated right. to work with and they were fearful. Mm -hmm. um, technology has really helped eliminate some of that fear. Um, and so I, I think it has helped Element and other companies provide uh, more product offering. For sure. So the last thing I wanted to bring up, I mean, basically we've hit on every single stage of the process now, but kind of to loop everything back around, what's great is that once people do get this final product, it's installed, they're happy with it, guess what they're doing? They're snapping a picture, they're uploading it to Twitter, to Pinterest, to Instagram, and thus the whole cycle begins over again. And I think that's what's maybe most exciting about technology in the construction industry is that, you know, you've, you've all sort of mentioned it, how this one software helps the following step or plays off of the information from the previous step, right? It's all very cyclical and all is understanding of you know, there are several stages to the design process and to implement something efficiently, you need information from this person to this person to this person. So it's obviously wonderful that we live in a world where once something is installed, now that great installation can be used as inspiration for someone else's product. Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about how you've really felt social media give the whole process that cyclical nature. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think one of my favorite ways that technology has advanced is just the ability for our customers to share yeah. their love for our products. Um, we truly believe that word of mouth is the best form of marketing. And what better way to share your love for a product than to share it with the world, yeah. you know, on Instagram, on Pinterest. So that's something that's really special um, to us as a company. Yeah, and it really does go full circle. Um, I, I like how you said that, Daniel. Um, you know, it, from design, inspiration starting, then to design, to the manufacturing, and then producing a final product. And I think technology really helps um, manufacturers produce higher quality products and products that we weren't seeing, you know, even 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and it I want to say vicious cycle, but it's a good vicious cycle yeah. that we keep progressing further and further using more materials 
and a whole bunch of different things we didn't see before in design. Right. Well, and it allows some of these designers and manufacturers to take their end products and sort of build a social catalog and become an influencer in the space, mm -hmm. right? You you know, as a uh, an end user, you know that, okay, X company, they make great cabinets, right? And their Instagram is flooded with awesome pictures and examples of cabinets they've produced. Not only do I like the aesthetics, but I'm going to follow them along in case I ever want to, you know, expand to a second store and I want to build out a fresh set of cabinets, oh, yeah. et cetera, right? So it's just a... Uh, it's cool. I, I like when things are cyclical like that, especially when social media is involved. Like you just can't underplay that the company and the individual and their influence over the market is more powerful than it ever has been before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's all about building communities. Yeah, for sure. Well, Beata, Colin, I feel like we've really touched on every aspect of how technology has impacted um, the construction and design industry. And as we wrap up the podcast, I just want to toss one more crystal ball kind of question into the mix. I know we don't have it, but, um, you know, it's always fun to postulate a little bit, right? And look into the future as best we can. So how do you think technology is going to continue to evolve in construction and design? What do you think is maybe the most tangible evolution in one of the stages that you think is coming next? Um, or how do you feel like it's going to continue to develop that relationship between the client and the manufacturer or designer, your choice. I'll speak on that first. Um, I, I think just very simply um, speaking to the CAD software, it's just going to get more and more simple and easier to use. Um, there's going to become more and more products available um, on libraries where people can very quickly and easily download these CAD models and implement them into their design so that before we know it, I feel like every manufacturer will be using a CAD software and every designer will be using um, 3D models to help them show clients uh, exactly what they're getting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I completely agree with you and I would take it a step further. I think augmented reality is going to play a much larger role in that going forward. Um, being able to step in a room and really visualize what that's going to look like in the final stage of the project is truly amazing. And I think we're going to get there. Don't know how long it's going to take, right. but I think we'll get there. Yeah, I mean, people like the ability to interact. You know, they like being able to maybe not literally feel, but get the sense that they're feeling out a room or just visualize tangibly what something might look like. So the closer we get to that point where we're we're doing Tony Stark kind of um, Tom Cruise Minority Report style, like moving stuff all over the place and adjusting a virtual environment with our hands. I think uh, I think the the more efficient the whole process is going to get. So it's pretty exciting. It sure yeah, is. It is. Well, thank you both for joining us on the podcast. It really was a pleasure getting to chat. Uh, any last words for our audience? It was great talking with you. Daniel. Okay. All yeah, right. There I we go. I appreciate it. That's a, that's I a good last it. word. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a last word. Be sure to visit our website. Oh, yeah. www.element-designs.com to check out some of our cool design technology tools that we have out there for you. Well, thank you both again for joining me on the podcast. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to element-designs.com or you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.